Yeah, we'll go to Hobart and speak to Luke Kelly, Port Assistant, shortly. But, Bix, the topic this week was David Noble apparently mm. scarring a few players with his words. One cried, supposedly. You got a bake? What's the best bake or coach that has just peeled the paint off the walls <laughs> and made you go, oh, boy, uh, that the, was orcs? I was, uh, <clears throat> I guess, brought up, expect, not expecting, but that was the... Modus operandi. That was yeah. just what most coaches did. So John Reed was uh, very passionate Reed. in the way he yeah. delivered his message, uh, and and he had a lot to be passionate about because at South we weren't that great in the early years. And um, who else? Robert Shaw could give a good bake. Cornsey was uh, like a bit sort of not the yelling and screaming. He didn't quite have the booming voice of some of the other players. But Malcolm Blight probably is mm. in the. On the, podium. On, on the dais. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give him number one. Your one house number leader. One. The, the, Just give him one number of, one. One of the very good ones that he said to me was, he he, uh, he asked me if, um, he said, I don't know if Michael Tuck ever wrote a book. He said, but if he did, I'd go out and buy it. He said, because he played 400 games for a reason. He never actually tried to play outside of his limitations. He said, I reckon that's a pretty good thing that you should take on board. So that was, yeah, one. And that, was, that was delivered a bit more sort of, uh, with a bit more venom than on what I just did then, but it was sort of certainly noted by oh, I love myself. his words. He chooses them and he <laughs> He's just... A ripper, well, he is. He was the best coach. I He's had. the best. Yep. He's the best. Port V North in Hobart. Look, they're always tricky down there. Joining us, Port Assistant Luke Kelly. Luke, thanks for your time. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. Good on you. Let's start with the skipper. He's out with COVID. Not ideal? No, not exactly the message you want to wake up to uh, the day you're flying out, but uh, that seems to be the the way of the land at the moment. You just take each day as it comes and um, nothing that we haven't sort of rattled around and prepared for previously. So, um, yeah, not ideal, but we know we've got confidence in the guys coming in to, to fill the roles. Luke, the last three weeks you've been able to stabilise and, and start to get your season back on track. Was there was there one thing in particular that you focused on? Was there a, a narrowing of your, 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 your KPIs? What, what was the secret to turning it around? Honestly, I think it was just you know, um, continuing to believe. You know, we, mm-hmm. we we had seen enough good football through patches of games um, that we we knew that the good footy was in us. It. it was just a matter of producing it more consistently for longer periods and actually getting some reward probably on the scoreboard that we haven't maybe had. And, you know, there's always factors. You know, new type of forward line working it out, and they're, they're starting to gel really well. Um, adding a few more mixes to the midfield so those things just take time. So I think, if anything, it was just a bit of continuing to believe and, and, and trusting that time will we'll see how, how good enough footy um, play out. One thing that I don't think anyone could question is your resilience so far this year. You've had injuries uh, before games. You've had injuries during games. You've had blokes drop with COVID. And, um, at, you know, players have been under pressure with form-wise, but a lot of guys have come out the other side. And and, and I think we'll, we'll probably be better for the experience. You know, Todd Marshall's an obvious one. I think uh, Connor Rosie's another one. And, and there's probably two or three others that I've missed. So uh, I think... Whilst it was a disaster at the time, being zip and five, there has been some good to come out of it. Oh, you're always looking for silver linings at zip and five, but no, hundred percent. Because I think if anything over the last two years, us the AFL as an industry have, have gotten resilient, and everyone within it has built their resilience to taking whatever comes, whether it's good, bad, indifferent. Um, so, and those and the boys are, are no different. They've been able to again. I think the closeness of this group and the connection that they've got is. The belief in each other that you can you can ride these things out, and that's the beauty of footy clubs. Is you've got great support around you, no matter 
how good or how bad you're going, which is great. Charlie, just not quite right with that ankle, Luke? Yeah, probably maybe just a, a week short. Um, obviously, you know, he's put a, a mountain of work in um, and and worked his way through it, but just probably a little setback early in the, in the prep has probably just left him mm, maybe a, yep. a week short on, on the travel. Good to see Aratio, Medi-Sub maybe, uh, travelling emergency. He just lights up that forward line. We know his talent, Luke. Oh, talent, leadership, footy IQ. I've uh, been super impressed by Aratio, you know. I've only been able to see him out on the track really in the last sort of couple of months of the work he's been doing, but his stuff behind the scenes and what he provides is, is outstanding. Mm. So, yeah, a, a quality person, quality footballer yeah. that we love having back in, within our group. You wouldn't debut Ollie Lord or Taj Schofield as the Medi sub, would you? No, I think Kenny's Kenny's pretty pretty tall on those ones, unless yeah. you know, something disastrous happens in the morning and, and it's a necessity. But uh, yeah, I think I think the way Kenny sends the lane, he, he wants to wants to give guys who debut their, their best opportunity. Perfect. Luke, good luck. Four in a row would be nice for the club. You know, right that ship. You're well and truly on the way. We think you're back. As we said at the opener, it's a tricky game down there. Um, can you just let me know, because I had a little bit of a blue on air with Charlie Dixon <laughs> as to how many players are likely to wear a long sleeve shirt, because Bix and I aren't a fan of that. I'm not sure whether you are, Luke, but <laughs> it, we, we know the number. If it tips over three, you generally lose. Oh, I have been told of these numbers that have been floating around the over and under on long sleeves. Uh, I might be a little bit more controversial. I tend to think whatever allows you to be you know, comfortable in your own skin and, and confident in taking balls and that sort of stuff. I'm not too, I wouldn't okay. care if I were wearing a beanie, but I understand the optics. Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll set the line at two and a half and I'll go under. <laughs> now, now Luke, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take the ball by the horns. I want you to go Alistair Clarkson style when it was in Canberra and it was snowing. He went out in the pregame with no shirt on. Could you do that? Just, <laughs> just inspire the young guys, or maybe even suggest that Ken does it. What, what would the re- response oh, be? You think? Unfortunately, over the last few months, I don't think I'm inspiring anyone with that sort of antic <laughs> uh, with, with, with the shape I'm in. But I'm sure uh, maybe Kenny might, if needs be, uh, <laughs> not quite going well early. Maybe caught a timing off there and that address like that. Maybe he's a good Geelong boy. He liked the cold. Hey, Luke, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. No, anytime, boys. Appreciate it. Very impressive man, that. Mm. Port assistant Luke Kelly there. Port, we know, take on North in Hobart. They'll win that one. Cyber security and workflows never been more important than raw, raw now. So don't mess around. Get in touch with our mates at One Solutions. They're the winner of National Telstra Enterprise Customer Excellence Award. Bix, give us your tips. Um, port by how many? Port by, I think it'll be a lot closer than what people think. I think it's about uh, between 20 and 30 points, I reckon. It'll, okay. be, it'll be a hard match down there, as and, it generally is. And Crows, Brisbane, give us a margin. I think it's a little bit more. I think it's probably 35 to 40. Oh, look, I am excited, no, though. I'm going to lose the black gut Shiraz, according <laughs> to you. Strong gets an opportunity. I think a lot of people want to see him, so I think that's good yep. uh, for Crows fans. Fogarty back in is always, everyone's always hopeful that... This might be the game. He has a breakout game and stays in and becomes the player we all want him to be. And really keen to see Jake Saligo play yes. as well. Been impressed. I've seen three of the last four Crows Sandful games and he's put together a nice body of work. So, and can I just say one thing? Adam Simpson? Well, not so much Adam Simpson, more so uh, Leon Cameron uh, yes. during the week decided yeah. to step down. I thought it was handled prematurely. You know, yeah. the discussion was 
clearly from Dave Matthews saying <clears throat> the longer this goes, the less likely it is that you are going to be the coach next year. So he said, well, mm. I'll just get out the road then and let someone mm-hmm. have a crack that, that might be able to uh, put, put a case forward. So Jared McVeigh gets that opportunity. But more so what happens now is it starts the domino effect. Ooh. Because when, when you know there's... <clears throat> A big new shiny toy. Well, there's two of them, really. A big ribbon on it. I think there's Nathan Buckley and there's Alistair yes. Clarkson. Yeah. And I think every every team that has a coach that maybe doesn't have a contract next year or maybe isn't performing, they're paranoid that if now that GWS don't have a coach, guess what? They're talking to mm. Clarkson or they're talking to Buckley and they're yeah. getting down the path. And if you are thinking about it or wondering about it, you're sort of thinking, well, we can't do this behind our coach's back because that's not the Let's right be thing to front. do. Yeah. So then you go to the coach and say, look, this is what we're thinking of doing. We, we're mm. looking for, at perhaps uh, chatting to some of these other coaches. And then, yeah, sometimes when one goes, it does mean that, that mm. others could be imminent if the results don't go the right way. Yeah. Well done, Bix. We'll see you tomorrow night. Crows v Can't Brisbane. Mm. Opening the of the uh, opening, the yeah, I'll get to that. Opening oh. of the uh, the college football season tomorrow. The mighty Emmanuel Doves are playing <clears throat> Prince oh, Alfred College along okay. with all the other teams. So if you go, you Doves. <laughs> It's not it's hardly inspiring, no, yeah. is it? The, good, no. good luck with that. Peacekeepers. Anyway, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, take a proper test drive of the all-new Toyota Land Cruiser 300 with the brand-new 3.3-litre twin-turbo V6 diesel engine. It is the most powerful diesel Land Cruiser yet. From Jarvis Toyota, South Road, Clovelly Park, I was down there during the week. Uh, my lovely wife, Tori, bought a new car. Mm. Rob Russo and his team were magnificent. They looked after her, so thank you for that. And now we've got a... Shiny new car with a big that. red bow on it. Yeah, big ribbon oh, and bow. Good how they do that. What's it's more great. fearful, a dove yeah. or a canary? Because Tarpina are the canaries. The canaries. So no, what, I think what, the doves. We, we keep the peace, but we're yeah, just <laughs> instill a bit of fear. Good <laughs> luck, Bix. Hope you get the wings. with wings. Maybe. No, no, no. No, oh, that's no, a pigeon. No, 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 that's a pigeon. Twenty-nine <laughs> to six. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, after the break, a man whose career, Bix, you help. Jason Paul Police is going to join us next.